Yo, what up? It's your boy back. This is the Feedback Podcast, episode number 179. And in this one, we pay homage to Cap City Comedy Club that permanently closed back in September. So it's only right that we do a tribute show. And for that, I invited Ashley Overton and Hunter Duncan, two local comics, really, really funny people. And yeah, we talk about Cap City, the staff, the memories, the funniest person in Austin contest, uh, so many stories, so many memories. Uh, there's a lot of comedy in Austin, Texas, so make sure you go check it out or wherever you're at, wherever you're listening to this, uh, go check out your local comics, go to your comedy clubs if they're open, if there's some outside comedy or in your car comedy or whatever, uh, go support comedy because uh, we definitely need it. 2020 has been fucked up. So uh, go get your life on support comedy. All right. On that note, let's go. You are listening to the Feedback Podcast with my homie Back. Welcome to the Feedback Podcast, everybody. My name is Back. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in live out there on Facebook, on the Feedback website. Uh, this is a special show. This is a show that um, I, as soon as I heard, like I, I, I said, I had to, I had to do this. Uh, we're going to be talking about Cap City Comedy Club that closed uh, almost a month ago. And so for that, I brought some of the funniest motherfuckers in town. Uh, Hunter Duncan is in the house. How you doing, man? I'm good. I can't wait for those funniest motherfuckers to join. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> and we have Ashley Overton. Uh, How you hello, doing? I'm good. I'm I'm. Thank you Living. so much for being here. Yeah. Yes, that, 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 that's 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 where the bar is now. <laughs> it's really where it is. They're lower than yeah, but this low, this low. So before we get into some uh, captured stuff, I, you know, I want I want to talk a little bit about you guys. I mean, I've met you just last year, really, when I, you know, popped my cherry and I went on stage for the first time. And actually, you were the host I w- at um, Kick Butt mm-hmm. Kick Butt Cafe. That's right. That's right. And I went last. Shit, I'm sorry. Which yeah. is totally normal. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's absolutely normal. And I totally get it. I thought, hey, I'm not going to bitch about that. I got to go on stage and I, I cut the bug and, you know, I, you know, I, I went for it. But how did you, how did you guys ca- catch the bug, the comedy bug? You want to go first? No, Hunter, please. Ladies first? I guess, yeah. yeah I so. don't, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I I guess uh, catch the comedy bug. Uh, I've I guess I always wanted to do stand up, um, but it was I don't know. I was I guess terrified to actually try it because I was afraid I would try it and then suck at it and then be like, oh, that little dream I had of being you know Dave Chappelle one day is gonna be uh, gone. So um, anyway, I just decided. How old to, were you? Uh, I mean, it was like four years ago. So three oh. and a half years ago. So it wasn't that, I mean, I, I had been going to a lot of stand-up, but I hadn't actually been doing it. And then um, mm-hmm. I started doing improv to try and uh, get my stage presence because bombing and improv is worse than anything you could ever do. So uh, anyway, bombing. And then I went through that and then just started going to a lot of open mics. And I was going last right with you. Um, yeah. I don't know if people know that, but yeah, when you first start and people don't know who you are, you normally get put last, which means you're going, not a lot of people go to open mics as it is, but uh, when you're, <laughs> when you're going last at, you know, after 
two and a half hours of people trying out bad jokes. It's 1 a.m. Uh, yeah, it's rough. It's rough. All right, Ashley, what's your, uh, what's your story? Um, well, I think, so I actually uh, tried stand-up for the, well, second time at Kick Butt, but first time in Austin, right? The first, the mm-hmm. first time I ever tried it, I was back home in DFW, uh, like the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and I tried it at this pizza spot that all my friends hung, hung out at, and it was kind of like a general open mic. So, you know, someone could get up there with their ukulele or their guitar and start singing, and then literally I'm up next talking about how I think at the time – my big closer was I talked about Tiger Woods and how his wife chased him uh, with a golf club <laughs> or whatever. Like that was the, that's how long. It's, yeah. But like uh, that was the last time I tried it before I moved to Austin. Cause I was just like, Oh, well that was fun goofing with my friends. And then uh-huh. when I went to UT, I never thought of stand up per se. I knew I wanted to be some sort of comedian but I didn't know it was stand-up. I thought, because uh, I majored in political communication, so in my head I was like, oh, I'm going to be the female version of, you know, Stephen Colbert or have oh, okay. or have a show like Samantha Bee has or, you know, what my, uh, Michelle Wolf had on Netflix, right? Like political comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I tried stand-up for the second time at Kick Butt but first time in Austin and it went really bad. It was the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So nobody was there. <laughs> and uh, no laughs. No, there, well, there was two people there and they were there on a coffee date, which is, you think root like interrupting a regular date is weird. Interrupting like a coffee date where it's just coffee. Sober. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a much different animal. Who does coffee dates? People in their forties. <laughs> <laughs> it was a coffee date on Thanksgiving Eve. Yeah, Thanksgiving Eve coffee date. Yeah, and I was like, "Are you guys fucking?" <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah." <laughs> uh, Hell yeah, yeah. No, it was not good. But you know, I kind of was like, "Man, this is the most I have felt." myself in a long time because I had just graduated UT and uh, mm-hmm. didn't really know where I was headed and then I did that and even though I was bad I mean terrible again going to open mics like like you guys and being last on the list being really bad like I didn't care I was just like this is the most I have felt like myself in a long time so then I just kept doing it <laughs> wow do you, you remember your first joke Swanter? Um, uh, yeah. Oh, you do? Maybe you do. No, Hunter, yeah, Hunter actually, what's no, your... you, what was your first one? I, I mean, honestly, I can't, I, I, I kind of remember my, I remember my first joke that people was like, oh, that's an actual joke. That was, I talked about Capri Suns and how I thought that, uh, God, I actually thought about bringing that back out and then, uh, thank God. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. No, I mean, it was just essentially like how I, I just think that, they were ridiculous, um, you know, like the packaging. It's like a foil triangle, you know, a juice. I mean, saying <laughs> it like this is fucking painful. But 
it's like, oh, you know, a juice box or a can. And it's like, no, get a foil triangle. You know, I did the voice, which I don't even know what voice that is. And uh, yeah, that was the first one that, <laughs> shockingly, that was the first one they were like, hey, all right, you are okay. <laughs> um, but yeah. I like that. that was... I, I like a good Capri Sun joke. I don't think enough comics go there, you know? Thank you. I, you know, really, really pushing the envelope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Capri Sun. Somebody yeah. got offended somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but like, honestly, like when I, when I got off um, at Kickbutt that night, I was like, wow, this is like, it felt good. I got, I got, a, I got some last, but I was like, I always wanted to do it. And I've been a comedy fan my entire life. Uh, comedy back in France where I grew up. And then when I got here, like my, my shows were like tough crowd was like my, one of my favorite shows to watch. So all those guys were, were hilarious. And I was like, one day, one day, one day, fast forward 20 years. <laughs> yeah. But my very, very first time actually was six years ago. And it was at Cap City on, on a Sunday. Uh, and I went to say, John Stringer, good friend of mine, friend of the show. You guys know John? Yeah. So uh, John started that night and he, and he, he kept going. I stopped. <laughs> and so, and I was like, one day I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. And then boom, uh, last year uh, I started and I had, I had a blast doing it. And that's, that's how I met you guys. But what, what was your, um, your relationship with, with Cap City at first? You want to go after thing? No, Hunter, please. Who's gonna? <laughs> I mean, this is already <laughs> better than this debate. Hunter, no, please. Yeah. Yes. All <laughs> we right. Get points for that. Has to talk. <laughs> uh, no, it's. I mean, Cab City. My first kind of experience was yeah. Also doing the open mic, and I was very nervous to when I first did the open mic. I treated it like a show, and uh, I did fine. I mean, I not great, but I did fine. It took me a while to get. Um, for them to allow me to go up because you submit via email to ask to go up and then they get hundreds of submissions. They have to pick like 25. So, um, you know, just doing that and then eventually doing FPIA, which was, I think when I did FPIA, I'd been doing comedy for like three months and I got through to the semifinals of that. And that was, holy shit. I mean, it was, you know, I, no, maybe I was on, on a bad be, night. Three it months? Was, well, I mean, maybe I was on a bad night. I don't know. It was a good, I don't know, three and a half Don't months. be you modest, Hunter. You're, you're high. Yeah, no shit, man. Whatever. I would brag about that shit. No. In, it, in three months, three months into comedy, going to open mics like every day, pretty much? Pretty much. Yeah. When I first started, I, I started, I mean, I treated it like a job where I would go to every open mic I could every night. Yeah. And you all the way to semifinals. Yeah, I got to the semifinals that year. Yeah. God damn. Um, and then they, I mean, and that was terrifying. And, uh, oh, my God, going back and watching those videos, because there's a guy, Dustin, who films all of the sets, and you can buy yeah. them. Going back, and I was like, hell, yeah, I'm great. And then going back now <laughs> and watching it, I'm like, oh, my God, it's me talking about Capri Suns. Like, hey, you know, <laughs> why are they all called yeah. Splash Cooler? And, uh, yeah, it was, but, yeah. I mean, eventually that, I mean, they asked me to start hosting for people like 
my first person I hosted him for was a guy named John Heffron, who is, uh, he won one of the early seasons of Last Comic Standing. Yeah. Um, and he's an amazing comic that not a lot of people may know unless they're comedy fans, but um, yeah. And then it just grew from there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, have a, I, I would hope mutual, uh, but very close relationship with Cap. What about you, Ash? Um, yeah, no, I, it was, so my, my Cap City journey is, I believe I hosted there, trying to think, three times. Uh, the first time was with uh, Jeff Dye, which, oh, yeah, really he's, he's a super funny comedian. Um, and then the second time, was uh for moon tower last year i hosted for uh sashir zameda which was Mm -hmm. amazing uh i was super excited about that she was really cool i loved watching her and um the third one was for uh jt i believe jt uh haber stat right is that yeah he had he headlined cap city Wait, who am I thinking of? We remember we did it the same weekend. It was before Christmas. Oh, J.R. Brown. God, oh. sorry. <laughs> Hell yeah! Let's forward this to JT. Who? I'm so sorry. I this, <laughs> it's because they both have a J and then another letter behind it, and, and my brain was like, yes. "They're the same person." <laughs> Yeah, JT Heberstadt. You know JT Heberstadt, very funny comedian. <laughs> I mean, he is yeah. funny, but yeah, he's. I don't think he's ever lined <laughs> cap. But like, uh, anyway, Jr. Brow. Sorry, fucking yeah. brain fart. <laughs> um, but all. The, but honestly, like, my more of my experience there was, I just loved going to Cap. Like, I didn't even have to be on the show. I would just if I if I didn't have another show, uh, that I was doing, but on a weekend and someone was coming through cap that I really liked, or honestly, even if someone was coming through cap that I was like, they're not really that funny, but like, I still like watching those comics that I don't have Mm -hmm. to find them funny, but other people do like, and you're just like, I don't get it, but like, I kind of want to go watch it just because you can learn from everything, you know? And so I just loved going there for that and hanging out with the staff they probably were sick of me, but like I would just show up and Rebecca would be like, yeah. are you on? And I'd be like, I'm not, I'm just here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hanging out. Um, but yeah, I think I liked it for, it just felt, it felt like it was the center of all of our universes because it was like the only major comedy club. And towards, you know, the last year right before the pandemic I mean it really felt like home to Mm -hmm. me you know even though I wasn't like necessarily performing there you know every Mm -hmm. other month it it didn't matter like I just liked going there and just being there and hanging out with everybody that worked there and seeing the comics that went through there so I don't know yeah I mean to me it was I started going in in the 2000s like I really got into just all the comedians just from watching from watching Tough Crowd. Uh at the time you had uh what's it called? On BET. Uh Comic View. Oh yeah. Oh uh 
Oh, oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I thought you were. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Comic View and Tough Crowd. And then I was like, oh, shit, there's a, you know, comedy club in Austin. And I remember, like, seeing, I remember seeing, like, Carlos Mancia right before he got his show on Comedy Central. Uh, Mind of, yeah, Mind of Mancia. Mm -hmm. Right before that, uh, Louis C.K., early Louis C.K., uh, DL, um, what's it? Uh, Patrice O'Neill. I always say yeah. Patrice O'Neill was the best show I've ever been mm-hmm. to. Oh, I'm sure. He's always that. Like I was the greatest. La- I was crying. I I couldn't breathe. I was laughing. I was laughing so hard. Um, but yeah, I mean, just the um, did you did you ever like discover? Not really discover, but like you know, saw someone at at Cap City that you didn't know about, and all of a sudden you're like, oh my god, this is. I'm a huge fan now. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, it's cool. You got to see Carlos Mencia. That's like seeing two shows at once. You get to see somebody else's jokes performing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but hey, exactly. All right. Um, but no, I mean, pretty much everybody. I mean, I, one of the great things that Cap did is they let comics go see shows like these headliners for free, which not a lot of clubs do. Um, mm-hmm. They were very supportive of the local comedy scene. So, um, I mean, there were people like John Heffron that I had seen on years ago on uh, that last comic standing, but I was like, oh, I mean, he's he's masterful at like these club comics who aren't in movies, but they're touring comics. I mean, they're incredible. I mean, seeing Nate Bargatze, I guess, I guess his uh, Netflix stuff had already come out, but um, seeing him, he was incredible. Um, Leanne Morgan who I was, I opened for a couple of years ago. She is. Is that the I one mean, with the Southern accent? Yes. She's from Nashville. Yeah. She I, is, I saw her when she came last. Yeah. Yeah. She is incredible because you see these comics that like, she's a clean comic. I mean, she kind of came up, she would do church shows and, uh, but doing clean, funny comedy is very difficult um which is why normally people are like look at my dick and uh so i mean anyway she she was incredible and now she's kind of started to blow up um rightfully so but she did it for like 20 years before i mean and she's just kind of now hitting that next you know level where she's gonna start doing theaters and stuff but um yeah i mean they're pretty much everybody i saw i was like oh I, I know of you and I think you're funny, but you know, you see him doing all new material and you're like, wow, I mean, fucking incredible. It's on another level. I mean, I, when, when you walk down that hallway and you see all the, the pictures and you're like, God damn, he came through here. Like Greg Giraldo came through here. Yeah. Uh, and I was, I was very, I was lucky, very lucky to see him. Duck Stanhope before he got banned for some shit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. happened, but uh, I, I I think that uh, you know it, it has. I don't know the whole story. Do you guys know the whole story behind like Bill Hicks just being here all the time back then? I I just know that like he started as a Texas comic. Uh, I know that he liked doing, uh, you know, well, what was it called back then? The Laugh Stop. Laugh Stop. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the most out of like everywhere he could do comedy in Texas, uh, 
but I know he started in Houston. That's like my basic Bill Hicks knowledge. I'm not a, I'm not a bra girl, I guess. I only have so much knowledge have, of Bill Hicks. You have but... no chest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we just, yeah, we, no, we just see a head just popping up. Oh. <laughs> oh. I thought you were doing no, no, like, no, 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 I didn't even take it. No, I didn't even take it as that. I was like, oh, do I need to? I, I don't know, Bill. Like, <laughs> no, I just yeah. realized what I just said. No, you're good. I, I no, am so I sorry, mean, Ashley. That's not what I meant. I that in the camera. It's more offensive that I took it that Damn. way. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. I was like, I know what you mean. Um, no. I, yeah, I mean, Bill Hicks, he, um, I mean, he recorded one or two of his specials there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it's funny, you know, seeing him, they had it laid out differently and yeah, I think he loved it. He actually was, uh, for a while engaged to someone, um, who is now one, was one of the three owners of Cap oh, City. Okay. Um, and then she was also his manager and also managed, uh, you know, some other very big comics. But, um, yeah, she didn't own it at the time, but she eventually did. It's kind of interesting. But, yeah. Any, like, memorable stories from Cap City? The first time, maybe the first time you hosted and you're like, holy shit, I've made it. I'm on the main stage. I mean, it was, it, yeah, there was a, I mean, pretty much every time I was there, it, it felt memorable. But, uh I mean, there was one time where I was I was opening for Jeremy Piven, and uh, he it was like a year ago, and he came. He was he he had said evidently that he didn't want anybody to pick him up from his hotel downtown. He didn't normally comic stay at this one Holiday Inn that's yeah. not far from the uh, the club, but he wanted to stay at a much nicer place downtown, and they had said, Hey, do you want somebody to pick you up? And they said, no, he's going to, his manager said he's going to get himself there. Well, I mean, it's show starting at seven 30 and it's seven 29 and I'm about to go up and start and he's not there. And normally comics are there. I mean, you know, at least 15, 20, 30 minutes early. And uh, I was like, I don't know what to do. And so they just said, you know, he thought that somebody was coming to pick him up. So he's still standing outside of his hotel. Mm-hmm. So they're like, all right, go up, do some time and just kind of stretch it, go long and then come back. And so I went up and then came oh, back and done. then keep going. No, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Finally. No, that was, that was me. I deleted it. Um, <laughs> I, uh, and then, so I get up and I let the next guy go up and they said, he's on his way, but he's not even, he's taking his time. So you just have to let him keep going. So he was, the guy who was up there was supposed to do 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I don't light him because he's not there. And then Jeremy finally shows up and he is smoking a cigar and standing in the back. And he's like, yeah, I need another like five or 10 minutes. And this guy's already been up for like 25 minutes, like 10 minutes longer than he's supposed to. (laughs) And so anyway, I'm just like, I mean, I'm panicked. I naturally panic, but I just didn't know what to do. And so I'm having him stretch. And I'm also like, hey, it's that guy from fucking Entourage. He's much smaller than I thought he'd be. And then I'm, you know, running over and he's smoking a cigar uh, and then finally, like, you know, this guy was named Greg Santos. He was amazing because he was supposed to be prepared for 15 and then ended up doing like 35. Which is an eternity. Wow. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Piven finally went up there. And that's, uh, that's an extra, what, 15 minutes of dick jokes? That's impressive. 
Oh, it was it was very with, with long pauses <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> I After mean, each punchline, just long pauses. Anybody? Yeah. Another one. I'm I'm teasing. I don't know him. I'm sure he doesn't just do dick jokes. No, just, no, he I'm does. being mean to men. He, finally, finally, someone is. You know, it's about fucking time. Yeah, I just I just said you had no chest on the air. People are listening. That yeah. they'll actually take it the wrong way. Come back. <laughs> take that sound clip. Um, no, um, yeah. my I had a I actually met uh, Margie. Uh, one of the owners because uh, I worked at the radio station and one of my coworkers that was uh Capsity was her account. And the day was announced that um, Godfrey was coming into town and, um, and Margie was like, Oh, I'll, I'll bring him to the station. Um, and she brought him in. I met Margie, I met Godfrey. And then that he had a show like that night. So right after the, after like he was on the air, like, hey, come see me, blah, 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 Cap City, I'm here three days. Um, and after the show, we went to eat. And he was like, yo, we, we got to go. We're going to be late. I'm like, it's okay. It's us in, like, we were downtown. We were downtown at Edwin mm-hmm. Chow. And, uh, and, and he's like, yeah, tra- tra- traffic sucks now. And I'm like, no, it's all right. Give it, we'll be there in like, like 10 minutes. 10 minutes, she'll be fine. And we keep eating and then, you know, it's food chow, so they're playing hip hop and we're just like, you know, having a good time just talk, t- talking shit. We get in the car and it's like, how long is it going to take? I've, the, like the, the feature is almost done. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. And I said, you know, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Oh, my I'm hauling God. ass on Mopac. <laughs> I'm hauling ass on Mopac. We get in and John. That's not even the right way to get there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All exactly. right. No, Mopac. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, you're going down the wrong road. Take a fucking mopac. Yeah. I'm, I'm on 5th Street, uh, on West 5th Street. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go back the other way and then take <laughs> take the long way. Yeah. There you we go. get there. John is at the door like, dude, where the fuck you been? And it's like, Godfrey's like, it's his fucking fault. And he went on stage. Literally, they were, they were about to call his name and he went on stage and killed. Yeah. And so, dude, that was... That's incredible. Yeah. I can't do that. I, I've got to get my mind right before I go on stage. I can't just like come off, uh, you know, a fucking, uh, fucking helicopter chase, uh, <laughs> all the way to the club just to, and then just go right up and start doing jokes. Um, but yeah. What about you, Ashley? I don't know. I work better that way. Like I gotta be under pressure. Like anytime I've been, anytime I've run late to a show, I've had a better show. Like for oh, some really? reason, yeah. I think it's because, uh, you know, when I get there just right before I'm supposed to go up, I haven't had the time to like basically beat myself up in my head or like listen to the anxieties and the voices that are in my head saying I suck. Right. Uh, and when I'm running late, I don't have time to listen to that. So then it's like, Oh, and I run on stage and I'm like, I'm amazing. You know, cause I haven't. <laughs> I haven't had time to like think about how I'm not. And I'm just like, (laughs) you know, so, um, but yeah, no, as far as story goes at cap, I'm trying to think because I was there so much. I'm like, man, they all kind of blend together. Um, but all I remember is I remember getting on the first, like 
what did they call it? They didn't, they don't do this anymore. Like before the pandemic happened, they weren't, they didn't do this. But when I first started five or six years ago, they would do like these um, manager showcases at the club. Mm. Uh, So instead of doing uh, like once a month, instead of doing an open mic, they would do a manager showcase, which was a chance for maybe some newer uh, promising you know, open micers get the chance to essentially like try out for Samantha or Margie or whoever was there. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, it was really cool. I was so nervous. There was no reason why they asked me to do it because it, like Hunter, I had only been doing comedy for like, at that time, it may be five months uh, tops. It's that early so, confidence. <laughs> yeah, well... I know they asked me and I was like, literally my first thought was, oh, I guess there's not a lot of female comics. And that's what, like, I was already, like building it up as like, oh, we finally found one. <laughs> Let's get her on this show. But uh, I was last on the list. And I remember, I, th- I believe I went up after Devin Walker and he murdered had been doing comedy as long as I have at that time. Cause we kind of came up right, like right at the same time or started right at the same time. Mm-hmm. And he killed, he crushed. And then I go up there because again, I had too much time to think. <laughs> <laughs> I was last on the list. So I was like, what do I have to say? I have nothing to say. I already think I just got put on this because I'm a lady. Like, <laughs> I was just already defeating myself. And then I went up there and I, I got, I completely bombed like so bad. Oh, like, oh fuck. To, like to the point where like any normal person would have been like, yeah, I'm going to just go to law school. Like my mom told <laughs> yeah. me to. Like, I'm not going to keep doing this. And then I don't know what it was. Like, I, yeah, in the parking lot, of course, I cried a little bit. I was very disappointed in myself. Um, but then I, I don't know, for some reason, maybe it's because I, I was so, I was rejected a lot as a kid that like when I fail, yes, it's disappointing. And I rip myself into pieces, you know, in my mind, mm-hmm. but for some reason I'm like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get better. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> with I'm that voice? Gonna, <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna the be the best. best. <laughs> <laughs> It's like after the tears comes the false confidence. It just comes out of nowhere. It's like, I'm crying. I'm like, I suck. I'm awful. And then the next day I'm like, I am fucking David and Goliath. I'm David. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. It's just, anyway, that's, that's one of my memories. Just remembering feeling so defeated after that show. But then, you know, knowing, I, I guess, What's great about CAP is even when you fail like that, right? Or like mm-hmm. you have a bad show, nobody, I never felt like anybody there made me feel like I wasn't good enough, if that makes sense. Um, and, and I'm saying this as a person who, you know, I didn't get booked as, as much as, you know, some other comics, but it didn't matter. Like the atmosphere that they, you know, provided there, the staff that was, they never made you feel like you weren't good enough to be there. Yeah, definitely. Which is probably why I kept coming back. <laughs> yeah. I have a, uh, yeah, 
I, I had an experience that's the opposite of that that did make me feel like <laughs> I, was, I should not come back uh, from the I I was hosting for I was going to be hosting a weekend for Nikki Glazer and uh, and then she was normally when comics come they do Wednesday through Saturday mm -hmm. and uh, sometimes if they're bigger comics they will just do Thursday through Saturday and then, and then if they're like big like Kevin Nealon Jeremy Piven they'll just do Friday and Saturday so Nikki Glazer at that time was like a Thursday through Saturday and so I was hosting for it and so um, they get like a local comic to headline the Wednesday show um, and so Raul Sanchez who is hilarious um, he was headlining and before I went up I asked Chandy the GM I was like hey so is this so I'm hosting is this like uh, is this like the hosting rules or whatever or I don't know if I said hosting rules I phrased it in some way that I was like is this like normal hosting and she was like you know no it's like a Wednesday so it's whatever so I think in however I phrased it was um, you know she thought I was asking, you know, are you just a normal host? And then what I was asking was like, oh, the normal hosting rules. And if you don't know, there are rules around hosting. You're not supposed to curse. You, I mean, the what oh, they really? tell everybody. That's the rule. Yeah, you're not mm -hmm. ever, not at all. And it's not to be, it's essentially what they say is if you wouldn't say it on Conan, mm -hmm. then you can't say it here. And so they don't want you to be overly sexual. They don't want you to be overly political because if a host goes up and just kills the fucking mood before a headliner, the headliner is going to be pissed. Right. So they just are your, your job as a host is to yes, get some laughs, but really just get people warmed up and get people used to hearing people talking. Is that everywhere? Um, yeah, that's yeah. pretty universal. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't know. And I never noticed. I honestly never noticed. Yeah. Yeah, at clubs, at, that's everywhere at clubs. Yes. Um, it, as it goes down, like other shows, it's less uh, applicable. But um, so I just think in my head, oh, okay, you can just do whatever you want. So I go up and I'm doing all my jokes. I'm talking about my dick and I'm like, Capri oh, Sun? these fucking, oh, yeah, this fucking <laughs> baby dick Capri Sun, uh, <laughs> you know. But I had, I did have a bit that I was working on that, ended up being pretty good but at the time it was like you know if you were to just soundbite it it was like i did say like oh baby dicks and stuff like that so anyway it just so happened margie one of the you know the main owner and the day-to-day -day person she almost never is at the club at night she works during the day of all like the the one day of fucking quarter that she's there she happened to be there and i didn't know and she was in the back and so i'm up there and i'm fucking this and that I get off stage and Chandy just goes, did one of these like, come here, <laughs> just like that finger thing. And I was just like, oh, okay. I don't know what this means. And then I just go on the back and she was like, what the hell is wrong with you? You're not allowed to say, and understandably so, because her boss, obviously Margie is there and, and Margie's like, what the fuck is, is this? What you're letting happen, you know? And obviously, and I just, oh my God. I mean, Ashley talked about it almost. I I was like, "Don't you fucking cry, bite your cheek, all right?" You know, and I'm not a crier, but I was like, "Woof!" And she was, and she was like, "You know, I I guess we're gonna let you finish this week." But I was like, "I'm done. I fucked up. This is over." Because Cap City is one of the top five clubs in the country. It's one of the most respected, like uh, ownership staff, you know, between everybody that owns it. And I, oh my god, I thought I was done, and that. 
haunts me still to this day. Uh, this was two weeks into his career. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. That was no. I knew. I was. I was. I knew better. Uh, I just. I thought I had asked, and I phrased it wrong. And oh, I got. I was like, oh, I remember. Yeah. Oh man. At the time, Alex, the bartender, uh, was just like, he was like, Hey, um, sorry, man. Like, yeah, (laughs) he was like, I know what just, you know, and he was just like, yeah, that sucks. You, you kind of brought it on yourself, but that's, uh, I was like, yeah, thank you. You I always wanted John. I always wanted to hear what John thought. Uh, because, because he's like, first of all, Never, his hair was always always clean. I mean, clean like like you know, slick back a little bit and all that. Uh, and he, I was like, after a show, like I come up, like, "Yo, I'm coming, I'm coming to see so and so." And he's like, "Cool, no problem." You know, two drink minimum, but fuck it, I'm eating, I'm <laughs> I'm eating, I'm I'm drinking. And uh, and after after the show, I would go and hang out with him, and then I'll ask him, "So what? You know, what what, do you, what did you think?" And he'll go, yeah, it was, it was, it was all right. It was all right. You know, of course, you know, uh, I've, I've seen it so many times. And then he would tell me about like people, um, people who were just there and, and hanging around, you know, trying to, you know, either, you know, hang out with the comic or, you know, go back in the, uh, go back in the green room and he'd be like, back, I, I'll be right back. And he'll go like, all right, you got to go. You got to go. <laughs> you got to go. <laughs> but it, I was like, man, he got some of the craziest stories, some of the things you have to deal with. And, and it was just, sometimes it was hard to get like information out of him, but great guy. Oh, great yeah. fucking guy. John, yeah. He's John was, uh, yeah, he's not a talker, no. but, uh, <laughs> It was he. He's the bouncer. If you're watching this and don't know, uh, but he's been the the door guy forever. And he, God, it's just like, I mean, you talk about like people feeling like you're part of it. Yeah. It took two. I want to say two years of me going there. I mean, and like Ashley said, you go there just to watch comics. So I'm there at least once a week. And there were times I would have hosted an entire weekend, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and I would come in on Saturday and he would go ticket. And I'd be like, John, it's me. It's Hunter. <laughs> I've, I, I have been with you every, and he's like, oh, all right, all right, fine. And I'm like, he doesn't know my name still. And it's been two years that I've been here every, anyway. And then finally he warmed up to me, but. Uh, Love the guy. Yeah. That's wild. I had a different experience. Um, John loved me (laughs) right off the bat. We, yeah, we, we clicked (laughs) our eyes met and I was like, I understand you. And he was like, I understand you. And (laughs) the rest is history. I mean, we still teased each other, but like, I never was scared of John the way other comics were. Uh, but that's just, I just, I like the guy. I like any guy that looks like he's ran a mafia before. Like I will just <laughs> sure. always a, yes, exactly. instantly. Yeah. That is John. I'm like, like I'm retired. You, now I'm it, a door guy at a comedy club. But I used to yes. put horses' heads on people's beds. <laughs> exactly. Like if you look like you're a retired mafia, retired detective, I will probably identify with you very quickly and we will be best friends. And mostly those are older males. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. But like, yeah, it just immediately I'm like, 
I, I get you. And he was like, I also get you. And I was like, great. <laughs> Let's be friends. Yeah. He was great. But like he had to bounce people because it's like it was mostly most of the management there were uh, female, like on any given night. Mm. So he was really the I mean, it, and, you know, at a comedy club with 300 people who are drunk that all are think they're funny. People that go to see comedy also think they could be. That doing is it. true. And that is, a, that is they, that's why I started. <laughs> yeah you're one of them yeah exactly Look at and me then now. yeah well i mean and that's i mean me too but i mean so but there are some people that do that by like oh i'm gonna yell out i'm gonna do stuff yeah. and it would all john had to kick people out i mean every night and he just he had no fear oh, he, he would he they'd like shit. name any guy and he just or guy woman man couple group and he would just go right up he'd be like you're we out go and um, well yeah again he didn't have to fear uh, anyone because remember he was a part of the mafia so right. there is no fear at that point the cosa no trap yeah he was a part of the gambino family exactly yeah like i know people <laughs> it's gonna <Yeah>. hurt you <laughs> I, I can't even tell if we're joking anymore because i mean it could be true like this is all like ashley's like no i'm i'm letting this out this is hey, a I, big reveal. no i hope he hears this <laughs> yeah john's just like God damn it. Now I haven't. Ashley let all my secrets out. So you got to go. <laughs> Get that tap on the yeah. shoulder. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, you got to go. <laughs> all right. Okay. Yeah. So back, did you say that you worked at a radio station? Did you work at like KLBJ? No, no. I was at uh, Anacom. So that's the, the hip hop station. Uh, okay. Magic, Mix, and 95.9. Okay. And somebody Is had, it- no, I was not. Um, but did, 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 didn't, uh, was it Bob and Dudley that was always there? Yeah, Dudley and Bob. They, oh, that's uh, that's, that's, they how, that's how much I know about it. <laughs> yeah, it's Dudley and Bob with Matt. So Matt Bearden, who I don't know why he's just still a whiff when, uh, I mean, he's a big part of the show. But um, yeah, every they had whatever comic was coming in town. Usually they had some kind of deal worked out where that comic would come and be a guest on their show, mm-hmm. uh, on their morning show at like, whatever it was, 7 a.m., and uh, they asked me to drive some of the comics. So for like the last year, I've been, I would get up at like 6.30 in the morning on a Thursday or a Friday and then pick these comics up and then drive them. Um, and it was awesome uh, because I just, everyone's tired. They're tired and they're, you know, not used to getting up this early, but and they just are kind of, they'll say whatever is on their minds. And, uh, and then I'd get to hang out in there and, I just learned no matter how uh, uh, popular, I guess, a comic gets, if they straight out as a stand-up, they're nice because they suffered through this same bullshit of going last at a pizza place at an open mic for years. And they know that struggle. And like Kevin Nealon, who is insanely popular Mm -hmm. and, you know, I mean, he, I, I Googled him a, after I was with him and took him to the thing and, and it was like, Oh, Kevin Nealon sells his like $10 million fucking home. And I was like, Jesus, but he was the nicest guy I think I've ever met in my life. Um, the Sklar brothers, I mean, the, the nicest guys, um, you know, there are a couple that are not the, you know, the sweetest, like, uh, maybe the guy I mentioned earlier, smoking a cigar who was running late. Um, but he Jeremy started Pitton. as an actor. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. He's not going to hear this. I didn't say it. Um, <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen him on stage. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, but yeah, I mean, 
but if they started as a comic, no matter how many years later it is, they were all they're all nice. Dana Gould. I mean, all these oh, people. Shit, Dana Gould. So I mean, so nice, and it was amazing watching them watching them do the press uh, to try to fill Cap City because they they get bonuses obviously if they sell out the show, so right. it's in their best interest to get in this public platform and you know, be funny and be big. And, uh, so it was, it was cool getting to be in that room and hang out with them before and after. And did you, you try know. any of your jokes did you even attempt? I, I, I mean, Oh, you with them yeah. like driving around? Yeah. No, I, I would mostly, um, just kind of see what they wanted to do. And I'll be honest. I mean, they were very nice. They would ask me about me and what I'm doing. And I mean, Kevin Nealon again, I mean, all pretty much everybody, Josh Wolf, all these, all these very popular comics would come in and just, you know, want to talk about me. And then they would give me, if I asked for advice, they would give me advice on what they thought. And they were just, they were super nice and they would come hang out. I mean, that was the great thing about Cap City is a lot of times uh, they would come hang out at the bars with you yeah. after like, you know, they would go to shows and then it's like, Hey, we'll go to mug shots, this, the comic bar in Austin. And then RIP to that place yeah. um, that we would, uh, and we'd all go play pool and get drunk there. And yeah. Yeah. I was honestly, you know, comics are my favorite people to hang out with after bar, uh, comics and bartenders. And so yeah. just, uh, just just being around that energy to me was always like holy shit i i wish you know i wish i could do that or be around like be around people like that more not that my friends are boring i'm not, I'm not saying that <laughs> yeah. if you're listening it's okay don't unfriend Car- me carlin carlin the producer is that is that a shot at yeah. him is that a, <laughs> yeah i will denounce white supremacy don't get, don't get rid of me <laughs> Thank you. I've been waiting for you to say that. It's, it's about time somebody has to say it. It has to be the black guy yeah. on the show. Um, yeah. I'll do it all day. I, I fucking forgot what I was talking about with all this bullshit. Uh, you said the two best people to hang out with. Oh, yeah, uh, and, comics. And, and comics. Uh, and, you know, I, I've, I've been very lucky to, to, to hang out with, especially doing Moon Tower. I mean, that's like the, the time to, to, to hang out with them. Um, and to be around people who can like have a conversation and it's just like snap, 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 snap. It just keeps, I ended up on at a table at 24 diner and around the table, I, I had Dan Soder, Kurt Metzger, Ari Shafir, um, Greg Warren. And I'm missing. Big Jang was here. I don't know if Big J. That was like uh, Chris Red. Was this last year? No, no. This was not. This wasn't last year. This was maybe like oh. four years ago, three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. But I'm just sitting there and I'm like this. If I say yeah, anything, like I'm just lucky to be yeah. here. I'm just a fly on the wall right now. I, get, I gave him a right there. They wanted to walk from uh, Stephen F. Fossey into Twenty Four Diner on West Six. I'm like, nah, I ain't doing that. Get in my car. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's weird because you're always like you know so many thoughts go through your head when you're talking or getting to host or meeting like a comic that you admire mm-hmm. and like whenever i was told like okay we would love for you to host for sashir zameda i was like oh my god i'm gonna fuck up her name 
I don't know what I'm going to talk. Like, I don't want to come in here being like, hey, I've been doing comedy less time than you, and I'm really chill. Like, I wasn't, I didn't want to come off too strong. Like, so essentially it made me kind of like, you know, a little shy because she was super nice and I could have been more myself, but I was just like, so yeah, like, you know, what's New York like? Like, yeah, 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 it's like, you just, re- you fall back on like the easy, like, what's your mama taught you, you know, like mm, the weather or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the default. I'm just like, ah, oh. I know. But I mean, there's some comics, you know, you kind of get that way. Like you're a little like nervous. I think honestly, it depends on how well, like when I say well, I mean how well known they are. Yeah. Right. Because if it's a smaller comic that like, uh, like the Jeff, uh, like who you said, or Jeff die, same, Jeff same yeah. scenario there or, or, uh, Jeff Heffron, same scenario. Like they're like comics, comics. So you only know them. Like if you follow comedy, mm-hmm. um, so, they're a little more easier to talk to or a little more easier to like be yourself around just because, you know, it's not that they're on the same level as you. They're at a much higher level than you, but like, it's still like, I don't know. There's just you're, stuff you're that is like that, but you're, yeah, the, there's not, yeah, it's not, you know, yeah, Jeff Dye had a show on NBC, but nobody watched it and that helped our conversation. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. You That's know, what you talked I, about? Hell yeah. Yeah. I was like, hey, uh, the only reason we're able to talk is because nobody watched your damn TV show. And <laughs> yeah. if it Hell was yeah. super popular and you were popular, this would be weird. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, um, one guy was nervous around and then he was so cool. Uh, Tony Hinchcliffe. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tony, it was, I think it was maybe the first year I did Moon Tower and I met him briefly then. And I told him that, you know, I had weed if he wanted to smoke. And every time I would run into him, he's like, yo, back, where's, where is it? And I didn't have it with me. And then, uh, and he gave me his number that year. And he's like, hey, when you got it, let me know. But then it was too late. And then he came <laughs> back. He came to Cap City. And he had, it was doing a, kill, a live Kill Tony. And Brian mm-hmm. Redband was with him. Uh, and... Um, was going to do like a whole set and then do a kill Tony. And, uh, and he, he asked on social media, if anybody had a drum set that he could borrow for kill Tony. And I'm like, Holy shit. I have his number still. <laughs> last time I saw him, he was asking for weed. So I don't, I'm not sure. If, fuck it. I called him up and he was on his way. And I said, Hey, it's back. Uh, remember, uh, from last year. Wow. And he said, I, I said, look, I got a drum kit I can get you. And he goes, that's dope. Uh, just, uh, me, uh, you know, keep, uh, hit me, I'll hit you up when we get to the, when, when we get to the venue and then, you know, you'll, you'll bring in everything. I'm like, holy shit. I, I didn't even have one set. I just had an idea of who I could call to get a, to get a drum set. And I called, uh, <laughs> uh my friend, um, uh, at uh, Mosaic Sound Collective. He's like, yo, I need a jump set. He goes, cool. Here, here's a jump, here's a jump set. And I remember driving in the back alley of Cap City, and John opens the door, and I'm unloading the drum set. Um, and after that, after that, uh, that show, uh, we went back to um, what's it called? 
the uh, the the bars always Chris, that's Christmas year round on Bernard Road. Oh yeah, no, no, little or something. Yeah, yeah I know you. Ta- I can't remember the name of it. Is it Little Darling? I don't know. Anyway, I don't. And we got to hang out out, but I was I was nervous as fuck at first. Seriously. Yeah, I mean, I, I was gonna say I, I'm surprised that he answered just like a fucking cold call, but I'm sure you were saved in his phone as Austin Weed Guy, <laughs> and uh, he was just like, "Yeah, all right, I'm on my fucking way." Yeah. Oh, perfect. I was gonna say oh. when you were on the call, and you're like, "I can bring you a drum set," and he's like, "Drum set or drum set?" Fucking <laughs> drum, drum set. set, huh? Is that what? Yeah. Bring the drum set. Bring the and drum set drum in the back alley in the Cap City. Yeah. <laughs> See what happens. Yeah. No, it was it was dope. It was dope. I, I, I'm I'm gonna. I mean, we're all gonna miss Cap City very much. I don't I don't know where this is going. Uh, Rogan talking about a ranch with a club on it. I don't know. Wait. Okay. Hold on. So I, I was on a show last night uh-huh. with comics, and uh, they some one of them mentioned. Joe Rogan's ranch. What the? What is that? So what? he went Joe on, Rogan's ranch. Yeah. So uh, Joe Rogan was on. I mean, he's here, he lives here now, and mm-hmm. and he had Ron White on, and Ron White has a history with uh, Cap City, long history with Cap City, and Laughstop well, goes back to Laughstop, I think. Anyway. Oh, did they talk about it closing? Yes. Like, was no, it? no. They, they, oh, was okay. just, uh, uh, Joe was just saying, hey, uh, there's. Uh, I'm here in Austin and I'm going to like open a, open a club. And I think it was, it was before, before the closing, I think. Okay. Like permanent shutdown. And he started, mm-hmm. Joe started talking about, yeah, I'm going to start over. I'm going to bring all my comics here. I'm going to make all my friends move. Like Tom Segura moving here, apparently, you know. Um, what? Yeah. Joe announced it. He said, I got him a realtor. He's moving. With- Hold on. Are we, are, wait a second. What? What? Are we saying I don't have to move to New York or LA because I because am gay? Joe is like flying <laughs> yeah. his guest in, I guess. I, I don't fucking know. Tim Dillon was here too. I didn't see him perform anywhere. Yeah, he's moving here. Yeah, but but Tim Dillon? No, he was in yeah. town. Tim Dillon was in town. Yes, but I don't know if he lives here. Yeah, but oh. I, I think he's moving here. Yeah, so they're all gonna come here, and there's no club. And Rogan is like, you know, <laughs> I know. So you know, you know, you know just, that thing that yeah. uh, Dave Chappelle does, right? The summer camp shit he does. Oh yeah, 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 in Ohio, right? Yeah, yeah, and so mm-hmm. that's the same kind of deal, except that, uh, yeah, it's Joe Rogan's ranch. Don't put a comedy club there, maybe a lodge or something, and some archery and whatever, and then people will be able to come and see shows. And when he said that, Ron White was like, "Hey, man, if you're gonna do this right, like make it accessible to everybody. You know, a ranch way out, you know, in the right. in the hills over there, it's not accessible to everybody." He made that yeah. comment, and Joe didn't didn't really reply. He just said, "I'm still opening a fucking club in Austin." Because now we're like, yeah. what, yeah. Well, we won't have anything. Well, Estes Foley's, and uh, that's it. As far as like, well, yeah. and technically, yeah, Velveeta Room. Yeah, and there are a few. I mean, I you know, I think I think it would be great. I if uh, they if Joe Rogan opens something, I do think. Um, I do think Cap City should come back in some form. I think uh, right away, Ted. Yes. Pardon me. I, I, like in in the central like location, or just I mean in you know anywhere. I mean, if yeah, it, whether Austin it's a proper, smaller, yeah, yeah. I somewhere. think they're just a lot of places right now are like, all right, 
this whole fucking pandemic could just keep going on for, I mean, God knows how long. And especially a place like Cap City, it's like, yeah, maybe we'll start opening up, but doesn't make financial sense to have, you know, only 12 tables in a 350, 400 person room and they can only fit, you know, 75 in there. I mean, that, that won't support them. So they're like, all right, we're just going to close because we have to, and then kind of reassess once things cool down. That's what I'm hoping hoping happens. Um, And it may, that may be the case, but um, yeah. I definitely, I, so you know, forget Joe. Rogan. I will never have the relationship with Joe Rogan that, that yeah. white men do. Yeah, <laughs> it just. But I mean, it's fine if you like were to open up something because me, I'm like the more comedy clubs, the better. It's uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of competition. You know, so if he were to open one up, great. That's just another venue. But like I, like Hunter, I hope that Cap City comes back, and maybe it's not called Cap City. Maybe it is. Who knows. But there's something about a comedy club that is run by mostly women mm-hmm. that I think is what made it so special and welcoming and not to get too like, go ahead, go ahead. I'm a lady guy. Yeah. yeah go ahead, get on your body. But like, no, but they, there was just, I think it's what made that place what it was and the comfortability that I think a lot of comics had with that place was because it was run by women all of those women were great, um, you know, encouraging. They were funny themselves. Like, you know, just there was nothing intimidating about them. Once you, when you're first, when you're first starting as a comic, everybody's intimidating. Mm-hmm. But like, once you were like in there, you know, they, they just, it just was home. I can't say that enough. So it's like, I hope that they do come back because we need more comedy clubs run by women. <laughs> Because if we don't, you're going to continue to see less female headliners, uh, less female features. It's just, it's not, I don't think men are doing that on purpose. It's just an unconscious bias. You're going to book Women know funny. what you know. Well, not, not versus signaling. <laughs> I mean, I, evil, cause, <laughs> At all. Yeah, I mean, it's all, uh, look, hey, equal party, baby, over here. <laughs> like, I, I think... Both men and women can be funny, but I'm just, I think like with men, it's very easy to fall into that unconscious bias of like, oh, well, if I have to book this dude comic or this female comic Mm -hmm. on this weekend, they're always going to go for the dude comic is kind of my, so like having a female run club kind of helps defeat that a little bit Mm -hmm. because they're they're not going to choose. I don't think they're going to fall into that. I guess is my argument. Did you guys perform a lot outside of Austin? So, um, I mean, I wouldn't like touring, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've done shows outside of Austin and, you know, California and oh, stuff okay. like that. I, I thought you were about to say, yeah, I, was, I went to Georgetown, Dallas, Houston. California, San Antonio, uh, <laughs> mostly Texas here. I mean, I did a really uh, not so great comedy festival in California, but I mean, honestly, that was more for just getting out there, you know, like the excuse to get out there more than it was like the festival, I guess. Yeah. I mean, we're, as far as like the, the, the open mic scene in Austin, I think there's plenty at one time, 
I mean, when I when I when I first started, there was pretty much one every night. I don't know how it mm-hmm. was back in the day. If there was even more, or did it shrink? What do you guys think? Yeah, I think it blew up. Yeah, there were a lot. You, I mean, it it was people didn't like it if there was only one mic you could do that night mm-hmm. in a night. I mean, there were some where if you played it right, you could do four mics in a night. Yeah. Um, which, you know, is I think it's good, but it's also like hope you have some new material um, and you're not just going to rehash the same stuff four nights in it, which, you know, sometimes I would be. Uh, four times in one I night. <laughs> yeah. I think when I was, yeah. I, I think when I was a younger comic, uh, I mean, I'm still technically, <laughs> I still consider myself a rookie, but in, in the context of our scene, right. Yeah. When I was first starting out, I was one of those comics who tried to do like two or three, you know, open mics in a night. But then I realized what benefited me, I, I feel like, as far as like writing material, thinking of new bits, yada, yada, mm-hmm. was doing one mic and then hanging out and just bantering with the other comics that are there and uh, shooting the shit. Like, because that's, that's how I think of jokes is by communicating with yeah. people. Um, very rarely have I had a joke that I just thought in here without you know, like by yourself. kind of throwing it in a conversation. Yeah. Okay. Has it ever worked? All of my jokes have kind of been written out of conversation. So I kind of was like, huh, there's something to the And so then I finally like stopped going to three mics in a night. Sometimes I'll do two, but yeah, it's just, I think there's more of a benefit of, you know, socializing, hanging out, yeah. talking to people. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, we got Scott Butler. I'm gonna call you out, Scott. Uh, watching right now shout out to the paramount um but yeah i mean like to me it was the the fascinating part was the 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 the, the writing and the, the i sound like a fucking vet and i've only done it like <laughs> a handful of times but I, I i love i love to study that kind of stuff because language fascinates me and like the, the idea that you can take you know you take one one group of words and then just because you flip it this way or you turn the sentence or you add another word or you remove another word, then it can have a totally different effect on the audience. And that, that's the part of that, that, that always, um, that's always fascinated me. So if I'm doing, like, I remember I, I went to the fallout. I did a joke there and then on my way to, uh, Cherrywood, that's, that's the same night. Um, I rewrite it in my car and I'm like, Oh, let me take this and just flip it. And then actually it was better. It wasn't perfect, but the react, the reaction was better. So I, I love, I love that process. I fucking love it. Yeah, I, I agree. It's probably my favorite part of comedy. Uh, and I think, I think that's why I've always written jokes that way, because when you write jokes while you're talking to someone or whatever, you're talking about a topic and, you know, you just kind of are shooting the shit with them and you just say something about what you feel about this topic. Like it's natural. It's all happening. That's like your natural wit and your natural flow. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't feel too rehearsed, you know, cause then you're like, Oh, that was funny. They laughed at that. I'm going to write a form of this down and then take it to the stage. And then 
hopefully, obviously, after going to open mics, switching words around, uh, you get to that point where it, when you tell it on stage, not only is it funny, but it comes off very, you know, like you're being, you're being yourself, even though we're all lying. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) But do you feel like um, you have, like you're still working on all your jokes or you have some that are like, Hey, this one is just, just right. I'm going to leave that one alone, put it in my back pocket in case I'm bombing one day. I mean, me, I, well, yeah, I, I think all jokes, yeah, all <laughs> jokes. I think every joke could be improved upon, but uh, I, I do think, I forget who if it was Seinfeld or Chappelle or somebody had, or Louis CK, somebody had said like, at some point you just have to be like, this is it. It's, it's good. It's, you know, now move on. Like now write something else or keep moving. Uh, because if you just keep ref- trying to refine the same joke, I mean, you're just going to get almost stagnant. It's like, it's good enough. The difference between, you know, I don't know. And, but I do think uh, that improving, uh, improving jokes is, <clears throat> what I find is most helpful is it's more like grouping of jokes. So it's like, all right, I've got this thing and it works pretty well on this other thing. And then I'm like, all right, those are good. I'm going to kind of stop. But then I think of something else and I'm like, Oh, you know what, if I've just brought this into that and it's like a puzzle where, mm-hmm. you know, then suddenly I pack all, all of them together and it's, and it's good. Um, but yeah, I, I, I feel like uh, I definitely have jokes that I'm like, all right, I'm kind of, done i'm not going to keep dwelling on it i'm not going to keep adding to it but um you know i think it's all fluid do you record yourself yeah i record uh like almost every open mic video and I do. audio i mean well, of course video. no just just audio. audio i just do like the voice memo to play it back because sometimes you'll riff on something and then i'll be like i mean at least me my memory is so bad i'm like what the fuck did i say like i god that was and then so if you have it to play back, but um, yeah, it's that definitely helps wording and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I record all my stuff. Ashley, did you? Uh, no. Not anymore? Okay. So, I mean, well, right before the pandemic, I had just ordered like one of those stands uh, to put your phone on so I could start video recording myself uh-huh. because... I grew up in a household that like, you know, typical, like my dad and my brother always watched football. My brother played football. So my idea is like, not only do I need to hear it, but I need to see it to get better. Um, so I had bought the stand and everything and then this freaking pandemic happened. <laughs> so I didn't get a chance to like, kind of, uh, I don't know, start that new, uh, that new Watching your game tool. Tape. <laughs> watching what watching, watching game your game tape, tape. Yeah. yeah i i swear to god like i was like i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna buy this because i need to tape all my sets before fpia because i'm gonna be the best ashley i can be <laughs> like, <laughs> and you wrote that down and you put it on your mirror so you can see it earlier. Yeah, i'll be the like, best ashley you're gonna I can record be. <laughs> yeah you're gonna record every practice you're gonna know where you missed the tackle you're gonna know i'm sorry oh <laughs> yeah I mean, I, when I, uh, I did FPIA last year, I did 17 open mics in three months. Uh, and I recorded, I recorded every set. Actually, they're on the, 
if you want to go and comment and talk shit and give me thumbs down, you can go to the feedback YouTube page. They're all on there. I would love to do that. Yeah. Dude, you, you gotta, you gotta take it. You gotta post it on TikTok so someone can steal your sound. Oh, great. Your voice. And then they lip sing it and it's like, I'll make a mix what? out of it. Yeah. Why not? Then a stupid dance. To yeah, go yeah, along. yeah. They're just like, mm, 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 in your jokes. And then it's tech now. Really? That's what TikTok is. That's yeah. all TikTok is. It's, it's teenagers a dancing. It. That's like a side. They have a lot of subcultures. You guys, really? you guys really have to join before they ban it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I really know. It sounds like I really hope they ban yeah, it. Yeah, no uh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> fucking get rid of that Seriously. thing. Jeez. That's no, the you're only thing that it. makes. Dude, it's the only thing that makes me feel not alone right now. Otherwise, it'd be oh, me yeah. and my cat. <laughs> oh yeah, I like you're saying that while Michael is sitting in the other room, your boyfriend. Yeah, right. uh, it's just, I hope he's hearing just this. Be, I'd be alone. It's just like, oh yeah, you know what? <laughs> Fuck Michael. Uh, yeah. He works a lot. He works a lot. Yeah. Have you done any of the uh, Instagram live or Zoom comedy during this time? Have you tried? Um, I've done maybe like two or three zoom shows. How's that? Um, yeah, you know, I've kind of just used it cause it's hard to get feedback off of that. Right. Unless, yeah. you know, the comments are popping up, but, um, it's not, it's not bad. I, I think I've used it to just like refresh, you know, do I even remember these jokes? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'll say yes. Cause I'm like, I don't even know if I remember my jokes. This is a great time to, cause only five people are going to be viewing. This is a great time to see if I remember all the lines to my, you know, cunt bit or whatever. Like I just, you know, that's kind of what I've been using it as, but it's not, it obviously it's not better than live shows, sure. uh, but it's still something. And you yeah. do them like I've I've seen too. I've seen like the Zoom ones, and there's the just Instagram Live, and it's just you, so you don't even see people's reaction except for you know maybe hearts or something on Instagram. Have you guys tried that one? Yeah, I think the hard thing about Instagram Live uh, than Zoom, right, is that like while you're because I I did Chris Tellas is uh terror tuesdays or whatever he used to do where that wasn't really like doing stand-up you were just telling a scary story mm -hmm. and as i was telling this like scary silly story you could just see as you're telling the story that only seven people were watching <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like you see going yeah, down you know yeah, yeah yeah it's like after i say something it's like seven went to four and you're like yeah. fuck <laughs> Yeah. They should add that voice to the thing. You just lost five viewers. Yeah. I know they should. Cool. This sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I, I did one and you know, it's, it's fine. It's, it was, you're doing it more, I think for yourself. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to, I want to, I guess. Yeah. And it, but I mean, kind of like Ashley said, it's not very, it's not very, uh, similar. Um, I mean, I did, uh, I did kind of unrelated to this question, but, um, I did have that comedy central thing come out, um, Congratulations. and thank you very much, um, during the, during the pandemic, but it, I guess the reason I bring it up is, uh, so it was recorded in December 
And I mean, one, I would not have gotten that Comedy Central thing without Cap City because it was during the FPIA Funniest Person in Austin that one of the the judges or a couple of the judges were from Comedy Central. And so that helped um, with that exposure. But they were going to release that video. So I was like, oh, you know, I'll hold off on doing the Zoom stuff and then I'll just wait. And they wanted to release my video on like their social media and everywhere uh on blackout tuesday which was uh if you remember in like what is it april when all of the world agreed to not be on social media and post the black image uh, just the black screen Mm -hmm. to support black lives matter that was the day that my comedy central was supposed (laughs) to come out so i was terrified that (laughs) They were going to be like, all of social media, it's all these black squares. And then it's just going to be like, hey, look at this white motherfucker, <laughs> like the whitest dog. And I'm just like, my dick's stupid. And it's just like, oh, Capri my God. And- and, yeah. And <laughs> white privilege in the flesh. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, and- just black box. And then all of a sudden you hear Hunter tell his joke about the fucking turkey baster. Yeah. yeah Hunter like, Duncan. Hey, turkey basters yeah oh my god but they didn't uh they didn't they waited but it was uh that was that was terrifying so i mean (laughs) cap city got me that that opportunity but i was oh my god i was so scared i was like wait that's that day oh no oh my god (laughs) Because I wanted, I would was like, I'd really like to share it, but I can't fucking share this on this day. Like, you know what? Um, Black Lives Matter. Also, if you want to watch <laughs> Comedy Central thing, where I yeah. <laughs> like and subscribe to my page. <laughs> yeah. Go on social media thing. right now. Yeah, on the Black exactly. Square thing. You're just following. Just you know, oh be God. your own self and support me. Right. Go and like my video. I- yeah. yeah, I saw so many. It's like those comedians who are like, um, uh, like and subcri- subscribe to my page. And if you do, I'll donate a dollar to this cause. Are you, are you oh serious? I've seen that. Yeah. Wow. Strange Jesus. times. Tough times. Very, very, very tough times. Yeah. yeah. People are strange. And you would know that if you guys were on TikTok. No, I'm <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I'm not, I, the thing about TikTok is that even if you don't want to see it and you're not on it, you still fucking see it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's annoying. Your friends and, yeah, your friends, coworkers, whoever will, you know, share it. Uh, whatever <sighs> TikTok they saw that reminded you of them or something they, you, they think you would enjoy. Um but yeah, I can't look. I, am I getting paid by TikTok? I, you know, I can't tell you that uh, contractually. But <laughs> sure. But uh, no, it's okay. No is the it's okay. You're on the uh, show. I'm going to get a percentage of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. Tell me, can sponsor me too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I get the TikTok for business. I didn't know there was such thing. I see oh, that yeah, ad. Dude. I'm like, what's like TikTok a, for business? What do they do? Um, they just share their products. Like they'll, you know, it's kind of, it's interesting because like, you know how when you would buy something mm-hmm. and you're not quite sure how to use it or put it together, what would you do? You go to YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're like, okay, break. how do you, 
Yeah, I YouTubed how to connect my vibrator. To, Why isn't this working? You buy something, you don't know how it's... Yeah. yeah, and then it turns out it was just my personality, but... faster um, <laughs> 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 than a good personality. Yeah. <laughs> this vibrator was like, she talks too much. Uh, <laughs> but no, like, it, that's what... It's, it's like a faster version of that, or even before you know that you want this product, they're like, this is how you use this. And they show you this quick 15 to 60 second video on how you use this product. And look, I'm not going to tell you how many times I've bought stupid shit from TikTok. I will not admit it. Five. But like what? It's too much. <laughs> yeah, name one. Name, name one. one the, I, what is something you don't know how to use that suddenly you see a 15 second? You're like, yeah, all right. I'll no, it's got to be a dance to it. Otherwise, she's like, not doing it. Right. That's all I know TikTok for is, is just dancing. Isn't, isn't that the whole point? I, I, that's how it started. But like now it's like, it's a whole other beast. I mean, you've got witch TikTok. You've got. Wait, wait, witch? Yes, witches. Witches will go on there. They will cast spells on Donald Trump. It is the funniest thing. And I'm here for it. Uh, <laughs> are they being serious? I mean, are they like, it's not satire. They're like, are they serious? I'm sure like some are. Uh, well, I'm sure some are satire, but then some it's it's who they are. It's like this is this is what I do. I, I guess put crystals in a yeah, exactly. Like, and I don't and my know. My soundtrack it's, is it's, wet. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They're holding sage, and it's like wet ass pussy, and you're like, yeah, clear it. Yeah, witch ass pussy. Just, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, no, I don't I'm sorry. It. I did not mean to get on a. a I I guess. The only reason why I've talked about it so much is just because for a comic who doesn't, with everything shut down and mm-hmm. not having that space to just be whatever, try out whatever I want to try. Yeah. It's not always great. In fact, more times than not, it fails. <laughs> doesn't matter, but, but just, still, yeah. it is that muscle. That, that's where it is, I think. Ex- exactly. It gets you thinking. It gets in... Not only that, I think it helps get the like this part of my brain that writes um, sketches, like quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't done any yet, but like <laughs> I'm thinking about it, you know, like it gets that. Okay, what's well, a funny sketch I could do in 15 and 30 or 30 seconds? Um, like I think maybe in a few weekends I might try to pull off an MJ Haker impression. Uh, who's the woman who's running against John Corwin in Texas uh, for the Senate seat. And I want to do an impression of her because I don't know if you guys are following that. They're a little no. back and forth, but it is really funny. Local politics. John Corwin. I, I mean, the big but guys. <laughs> this is where you're missing the, the it's so, like you're the gold, the comedy gold comes from local uh, politics <laughs> or state politics because this Anyone dude affects my daily told, life. <laughs> right but like this dude told mj hager he was like uh he was like you should be ashamed of your tattoos and then she responded with john my tattoos cover up the bullet holes from iraq it's like it's you can't uh, make this up like this is very this real is local? Well, it's, uh, state. It's state senate oh. texas state senate well i think well it's for like are they the u.s sorry that's what for I mean. texas uh yeah. but it's just you know 
my thing in that shit. And it just gives you a space to kind of do that stuff, only get 20 views, mm-hmm. but it's all worth it because you get to be creative. I mean, uh, yeah. we we're talking before the show about Hunter going around and talking shit about people's houses. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do that on TikTok, dude. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Oh, man. <laughs> You know, I I I just uh, just hate my neighbors, and I just want them to know about it. Um, but yeah, that's that's my uh, that's my outlet is just to you know talk shit about some kids drawing that they put in their window. Um, that's <laughs> it's really yeah. Back tell me where you live, and I'll come by and put something in the window. I'll make fun of your child's artwork. Um, I would love to do that as a gift to you. Um, is that Hunter? Is that- we gotta go to. Oh, what are you going to say? No, is that really your neighborhood? For real. What neighborhood? Would you walk down and you talk shit about the houses? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I do it kind of around me, and I've started to kind of go out a little bit more because, you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, some of these neighbors are boring. Um, but, yeah, it's I started around, just around me, walking around. We got go to go to Seth Rogen's house. Does he live here? Yeah. I didn't know that either. He has a house here? Yeah. He bought uh, a house for $14 million. I thought that was uh, Joe Rogan. That's Joe Rogan. That. Oh, what did I say? Seth Rogan. Seth Rogan. <laughs> okay, Jeff Heffron. <laughs> okay, there's Jeff Heffron, there's Seth Rogan, and then uh, who's the other guy? Haberstadt? <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> like, yeah, Haberstadt's a job, bro. Holy shit. I like how I was like, oh, does he live here? You're like, yeah, yeah we've been talking about that, you know? And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. And thank God it's actually a Seth Rogen that exists. Cause <laughs> oh, my God. I can't be bothered with these dudes, you know? Ashley has one that. drink, one fucking drink, and she's like, woo, men are all look the same. <laughs> Jeff stupid. Rogen, Joe Rogen, what's the difference? Uh, yeah, I, t- I turn. I immediately turn into my mom, just like Seth. It's Rogan. John, it's, same person. it's not spelled the same way. But who, who's counting? Who cares? Right. <laughs> yeah, $14.4 million dollar house. Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot of. So well, anyway, gotta we're gonna go to John Rogan's house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go to John's. Simon Rogan. Yeah, I I would. I just uh, really want to be you know on his podcast. He said he he wants to prop up local comedians and uh have them on so i don't you know i'm not burning that bridge i no. uh let's get in there let's talk about meanwhile Ultimate. over here calling him by five different wrong names but yeah. knowing exactly where he lives <laughs> yeah that's a that's a true psycho um yeah so okay. real, real quick uh again we're, we're we've been talking about cap city and comedy and uh you know john rogan and and all of his friends. Um, but if you want to call in uh, and say what's up, you have a story, a Cap City story, or just like, you know, running into a comedian or hanging out with a comedian, uh, just you can join at thefeedback.com slash, slash Zoom. It will dump you, dump you right into this, uh, this Zoom room or chat video thing. Uh, so yeah, the feedback.com dot the feedback.com slash zoom. If you want to join in and chime in a little bit about comedy or about Ashley or about Hunter or about me, who cares? Um, I forgot where, what I was going to talk about, Fuck. you know, I grew up down this, I grew up like five doors down from, uh, John Cornyn, that state U S Senator. <laughs> That's a real Did piece you of really? shit. Yeah. He was, uh, he was a dick. 
but his uh, he had two daughters that were both very nice. But, nice, um, he was, how nice? I mean, they were just nice. I mean, I was I was younger. I didn't, uh, you know, I was still figuring it out. I didn't know about the birds and the bees. I was still, um, no, I don't know. I was, I don't even know. I don't even have a joke because I'm like, I don't want to say. Anyway, his daughters <laughs> were very nice, but uh, he was he he's a real piece of shit. But um, absolutely, he it's written on his face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it really is. Yeah, see, that's why I tried to run for Congress that's because right. I really thought that Dunker, I thought that Duncan Hunter. Yeah, because I I really uh, I really wanted to. I thought it would be fun well, to run. Tell people who don't know. Him. Tell people who don't know what you did. Oh, I I mean, there's a there's a congressman in California named uh, Duncan Hunter, and he's been in Congress for ten years, and before that. His dad held that same congressional seat for like 20 years. And his dad was also named Duncan Hunter. So uh, I hated this piece of shit. And people would always confuse us on social media and talk shit to me when I'm like, you know, there are plenty of other reasons to talk shit to me. But like, this isn't, that's not me. You have many other options. Uh, and so I was just getting mad. Like, you know what? I'm going to, because he barely won the last election. And so I said, I'm going to go run against him. And then, Everyone, I'm sure, would be confused enough. If they're dumb enough to vote for him, they'd be dumb enough to vote for me. So, um, yeah, I went and signed up to do it. And then right when it was coming down to, like, the do you know the last moments of uh, the primaries, uh, he dropped out. So I was like, all right, well, he's out of office. That's what I came to do. So I stopped running because I didn't want to fuck it up for the Democrat who was running. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, but that's what yeah. I did for uh, – you would have you would have fucked it up hunter for sure yeah i would i honestly i would i got i still think about how amped i was because i didn't actually care enough and i was like oh man i'm gonna go like debate this guy and he's a piece of shit and so i was like he was like i think trump's first supporter like that was holding office Mm -hmm. and i was oh man i was so just jacked up and ready to do it because i was I was just going to do the same thing he does, like being the bully. I'd be like, oh, I can do that better than you. Um, How so yeah. hard was that to sign up for that? Asking for me. Yeah, it was, uh, it wasn't. <laughs> Hi, so Hunter Duncan. There was, Hunter. Yeah. Duncan. Hunter Duncan. Yeah, Duncan. Hunter. Hunter Duncan. Duncan Hunter. They, um, it, the paperwork is, I think they intentionally make it confusing so that sure. people just are like, fuck it, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But um, at the end of the day, once you kind of figure all the paperwork stuff out, it's not that difficult. Like you have to either pay um, $1,500, you have to, for Congress, at least in the state of California, Mm -hmm. you don't have to live there yet. You just have to have residency there by the time that you would be elected into office. So in other words, I was like, yeah, I still live in Austin, but I was like, I will have residency by the time. That's all you, you just I check. Yes. Able- That's it. Yeah. I mean, and so, yeah, you just have to tell them that and that's fine. The primaries are before the three month mark and uh, they're in March and you have to live there for 75% of the year. So I was like, oh yeah, the entire rest of the year, I promise I would live there if I made it to the top two, but <sighs> You don't, so I didn't have to live there. And then you need $1,500 um, or like 1,500 signatures. 
and uh, or 150 signatures and uh that's really it and 150 you, that's not too much yeah no it's not it's uh that's california just like that yeah i mean and it may be other in other states are probably like it might that be too. different yeah Maybe. but i i looked it up for california and that was the case and it kind of started to blow up once I filed to run because people were like, holy shit. I was like, I'm surprised people haven't thought of this before. Like why there aren't like a thousand people changing their name to Donald Trump or Trump Donald and then just running for president in their state in the primaries and then people being confused confused enough not to know which one. Yeah. And then just honestly, just like not even messing with your name, just a bunch of people like, signing up to run for whatever yeah because i don't know i feel like it would be first of all it sounds very gen z like to just hey let's all sign up we're making a point or whatever (laughs) and then you've got like 50 names running for i don't know one seat on city council or whatever like it's just i i i don't know maybe maybe we should start this hunter maybe we should spread the word here tonight everybody Let's sign up. If it's that easy, I mean, shit, anybody can run. I mean, we already knew anybody could run, but really. But people don't do it. Or like, I mean, a few, right? Yeah. Hunter. Those have time. Those have time and no responsibilities actually (laughs) to do all that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's a, I think the problem is for the people who actually are running and want to win, it is very tough because it's very time consuming and you need to get, you know, the people in your district, I really didn't care. And the problem was it's been 30 years of guys named Duncan Hunter that held that seat. So -hmm. when he dropped out, they were like, like I had a, like a political advisor kind of helping me. Mm -hmm. And he was like, now that he's out, you're going to be the only iteration of Duncan Hunter on that sheet. And so all you have to be, make it is the top two to make it to the, uh, make it into the finals and the elections in November. And they were like, honestly, it's like 90%. Now that he's dropped out, you would make it to the top two. And I was like, well, fuck. The problem is. <laughs> I don't want to like, do this. <laughs> yeah, I don't actually. And people were like, oh, go be a congressman. I was like, I don't want to <laughs> I'm be making a, the point. I, mean, I made dude, my point. Yeah, I could Think of how it. many followers you would have right no now. No shit. No more <laughs> fuck your house. None of that. I know. No more, well, so no it, more uh, Capri Sun. None of that shit. Yeah, I, that, know, I, mean, I that, think it would make fuck your house more funny. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that would be good. Your congressman says fuck your house. Man, <laughs> that would be that would be good. Uh, I mean, the part of it was I, I felt bad because I was like, I really don't want to fuck it up for the Democrat because I'm hoping he can win. Uh, but because it's one of those states, I if uh, if it was one of those states where sometimes it's like whatever the highest whoever was the got the most votes in the primaries as a Democrat and whoever gets the most Republican, those two make it. But mm-hmm. California is a state where regardless of party, whoever the top two are go. So yeah. it's San Diego and they were a traditionally pretty conservative area. So what I was afraid of is that I would make it to the top two and the other conservative guy would be the next one. Mm-hmm. Were you, wait, were you running Republican? Yeah, what, what were you running? Yeah, so I ran Republican also. Oh, you had because, to because of this guy? No, I didn't have to, but I chose to because my whole point was to confuse people. So right. I don't, yeah. Uh, so I was like, am I legally allowed? To? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I'm the light for my, a second. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. So my whole point was to confuse people. So I was like, I need to be, if they saw a D like Democrat, 
it, I mean, then they'd be like, all right, well, he's not the one, but I figured, you know, they're reversing the names. It's like, you know, my Duncan comma Hunter, and then they see Republican. They're going to be like, fuck, which one is it again? Uh, so yeah, I ran Republican. I was like, who fucking cares if Republican or Democrat? I mean, no, I, I think more people should run as more Democrats should run as Republican. Yep. Unknown Democrats should run as Republican. <laughs> Let's infiltrate. I mean, Let's seriously. Infiltrate these motherfuckers. I thought about that. I mean, is it really like a checkbox? Okay, were you running as check here for Republican, check here for Independent, check here for Democrat? Yep, 100%. It is a It's checkbox. not a, oh, here's Ooh, my card they, or here's my, I'm a, I love Reagan. Yeah. And, no, not even. Yeah, do you have to prove that you're a Republican? Take like a take like a test. Yeah, yeah. Do you know Reaganomics? <laughs> take, Go. A, take a Bible Bible test uh, before you become a Republican. Uh, no, I. You didn't have to. You just check the box, and you can. I mean, I'm honestly surprised, also, Ashley, that people don't just run on like switch. It's like all right. Because so many people do that redlining thing where they just pick their party and then just vote that. So if yeah. it's like, all right, if you slide onto that side, they can't do that. And they actually have to kind of pay attention. I look at the Well, did you know? They appeal to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, no, you're right. Like straight ticket voting, uh, specifically in the state of Texas, you had the governor who's trying to take that away. Yeah. Uh, but he... I, I believe that a judge, I don't know which circuit, but a judge uh, in the state of Texas, like struck that down. Um, basically was like, you can't do that. But however, you know, he still is taking away. Um, I think I read today. Oh, mailing ballots. Uh, he, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he's only leaving your, one. Thing? Yeah. Right. One he's county. only, he's at one per County. Yeah. And it's just like, Dude, you no, know, I, I want to <laughs> say, sometimes I want to say, Governor Wills, just sit the fuck down. But he's always, he's always, it took but me a while see, to figure that see out. See how, see how fun this could be if we had like 20 people running for governor. I would <laughs> heckle him at, yeah. a, at the debate, like, sit your ass down. <laughs> yeah, it's just your friend Greg, yeah, up right? there, just like, uh, I'm here to make a point. I'm 25, uh, uh politics. Sucks. Give it up, <laughs> whatever. For, give it up for Governor Greg Abbott. Everybody, put their hands up. Greg Abbott, come on, get up, get up. <laughs> yeah, stand up, that fucking yeah, fuck that guy. Handicap jokes about him are okay because because he sucks. Handicap jokes anybody is okay if it's funny. There you go. You heard it here first. Back everybody. That's true. No, you don't. You don't agree uh, with that. If it's funny. No, I agree with it. No, I, don't, I, I, don't know I could agree. never pull it off. It's, it's oh, hard yeah, to do. It's very hard. Well, to that's do. what it is. Yeah, I, I just, I don't, I couldn't pull it off. Yeah, being a, being a straight white guy, <laughs> it is very hard to. Uh, I mean, you have to be good to, and I'm not. Good well, enough. that's that's why we're, you know, decent, decent people because we know that about ourselves. Because then right. you'll see the comics who don't know that about themselves, and they try to make those jokes, and you're like, Argh. oh yeah, that was one of the things I remember from back to Cap City, uh, there was an FPIA where, or funniest person in Austin, where the, the crowds are super hot. I mean, they're, it's usually packed and it's usually people's friends that yeah. are in family that come yeah. out. And so everyone's uh-huh. like in a good mood. And uh, this comic went up and he was the last one. This crowd had been so hot, just laughing at everything. And he went up and he was like a tall, pretty good looking guy. And 
like the first words out of his, I mean, his comedy is always like this, but the first joke he said was, uh, you might realize that I'm not like most other comics, you know, I'm attractive. And it was like, pause. And they were, oh my God. The crowd hated him. From that first joke? Oh yes, because he wasn't being sarcastic. It didn't go anywhere. And then he just kept going about, you know, I, I mean, and it was fucking silence. It went from like this uproars all night for to silence. And you just saw him start sweating after four <laughs> Six minutes. minutes dude. Talking, <laughs> yeah. Talking about how, like how good looking and how much he fucks. And then finally it was like four and a half minutes in, he just kind of stopped and he goes like, God, I'm such a douchebag. And you just hear the whole crowd go, yeah, fuck you. And then he tried to riff on that and it didn't. And then everyone's like, no, 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 fuck you. We hate you. Damn, I can't believe you're just going to call out Chris Tellas like that. Yeah, I'm taking shots fired, right? He's the hottest man alive. You didn't know that. Handsome friend. He knows it. (laughs) Hell yeah. But you know, I was, uh, before I entered FBI, I was a judge two years in a row. Oh, really? Yeah, I got to judge two years in a row. Ooh, what years? Uh, 18 and 17, actually. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, those are my struggles. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I was right there. I was like, she's funny. <laughs> she's, no, she's funny. She's got the t- yeah, 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 there's, there's like, something uh, about her. On. I can't put my finger on it, but... Uh, so... Um, potential. <laughs> nah, you were good. You were good. Um, but it, it is, I remember the first, the first year, um, this guy came up and he started talking, he started doing his, doing his set. And within a few seconds, just stopping and went, look, I just got out of prison. Uh, and he started talking about like prison, like prison stories. Like there was no, there was no jokes. He was just talking about experience in, in prison for six minutes. And you're like, damn! How did you just froze the froze the audience? for safety? We got to vote him through. Yeah, you know? he, yeah. He, had, <laughs> he had best yeah. joke that night. <laughs> yeah, that's. But I got I got to admit, it is it is tough. It, it is really tough. Uh, the, the the judging part because there's no well they give us like you know different criteria, uh, mm-hmm. you know like stage presence and uh, joke writing and I forgot the other three. Uh, but for the most part, it's it's just comedy nerds in the in the green room just just talking about comedy and trying to be all like, you know, analyze and uh, uh, and compare and it's still, we're just geeking out really, and we just go okay, yeah. you think what do you think joke of the day who goes who stays and so on. But it, it's it was a great experience I gotta admit, and I, I I got lucky to do it uh, two years in a row. But after a while, like when you uh like at first you're like okay let, let me take notes you know this this joke killed this one not so much this guy's not moving at all uh this this girl's monotone this whatever and then after like three or four you just sit just sit there and just try to pay attention try to pay <laughs> pay attention yeah but it, it's it's a great experience though i'll miss that i wanted to well, I definitely wanted to enter again this year you can you can start doing it now. You can start being the judge for funniest person or not. You can just do it all Zoom over Zoom here. You know, since you want to audition right now. You want six minutes? I give you six minutes. 
No, I do not. <laughs> I will concede to Ashley. I'll give you the through. light. And, the light will be muting your mic. <laughs> yeah, please God, start with it. Start with it muted. Um, shake the rust off. Contractually, what I have with TikTok, I cannot enter any <laughs> fucking TikTok. God damn. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it. Just keep it. You'll feel bad about yourself later. Just just keep it. <laughs> you still have TikTok? That shit been gone for 10 years. Look, I'm still dancing. Yeah. That's that's the only way I finally get consistently <laughs> in like more than eight views. <laughs> just everybody <laughs> leaves it. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I felt weird doing a Instagram story today from my car promoting this show. It was still weird because on Instagram, you barely see my face. On It says back everywhere, but you don't even see me. And so I'm like, okay, how did this thing work? And I think I posted one and it was too short. I didn't hold the button down. I'm like, holy fuck, <laughs> this is not for me. And like, oh, yeah, there's a hands-free option. I can just put it right here. And just keep were talking. You, were you driving? No, I was in the parking lot. Behind, outside oh, the okay. Bed. No, I'm not that crazy. I, well, you were like from the car. I was like, that's probably why it felt weird. You're weaving <laughs> through traffic. Just like, I'm on motorbike traffic come, at 4 o'clock. Yeah. Try to go pick up my son. And then here I am trying to fucking yeah. IG story. Well, yeah, now you have no excuse. Though. No, no, no. So no like, so I don't, oh, you're I don't, like I don't. not holding the button down. and <laughs> no. You know? Thought at least you were driving like a maniac. Uh, now it's just... I get I get no props for any of this. <laughs> and it, no, it felt people, weird. people, people will have like those things in their car, like set up to hold their phone, so they can make videos while they're driving. Hey, oh, really? whatever works. Yeah. Point really, if if you're look, if if a, if a baby like a toddler can make millions unboxing toys, I mean, shit. Do you, however you can survive, whatever makes you happy, whatever, you know, uh, exercise that funny <laughs> muscle. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to rob that baby. I am going to fucking no mission shit. impossible. Come down from the what? ceiling, and jack that baby. Have you tried the car one? I'm not in it for the money. <laughs> Have you tried the Just car Just for the yet? love of hitting babies. Do what? Like the stand up with the people in cars. Have you guys tried that one yet? I know, like the starlight oh, like driving. driving. It, yeah, the driving comedy. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. done a few of those. How's that? Yeah, uh, it's interesting. Uh, it's better than Zoom, I would say. Wait, uh, are we talking about Stephen Farmer show? Yeah, so it's you go into a drive-in theater, and so everybody's in their car, socially distanced, and then you've got a mic, and then everyone in the car kind of turns their station to, I guess, a short wave. Yeah. radio frequency that goes into the mic so that they can hear you in the car mm-hmm. so oh, that's kind of cool yeah yeah it's it's weird it's uh it was weird when i first started my set and then after a while it kind of feels like you're just doing a podcast by yourself where you're just kind of talking and when people like something they they ask them to stop honking because it kind of fucks things up so they'll like flash their lights and stuff pretty dorky but what's the honking then is it a heckle or is it you did a good job I mean, it's supposed to be you did a good job, but like the honking is so much, it like throws off your timing because people are like, eh, eh, and you're like, all right, let's fucking. It's not like a buzzer in the middle of your set. That's gonna suck. Uh, Sorry, you're out. America's got talent. Yeah, Yeah, the shot clock ran out. You lost. So, what is windshield wipers? If they put in, they're crying to put the water up, 
Is that? Oh, that that would be good. Yeah. Somebody needs to do uh, that. It was really, yeah. I mean, they were doing, they had the windshield, you know, but it was some, I mean, it was fun. You could see them. I'd be like, oh, I can see you laughing. Be like, I'm just going to imagine that you're really fucking laughing hard. Or to listen to Sirius XM. A uh, raw dog on. Yeah, <laughs> in the car. yeah. I was gonna say like, I, I wanted a couple. Like there were a, like one car. I was like, I'm pretty sure they changed the station. Like they don't seem like they're 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 having much more fun than they should. They're not listening to me. They're yeah, I, I want I want to go well, to one of those. Yeah, I haven't been, but I've a lot of my friends have been like forwarding, like non comic friends have been forwarding me the information like hey did yeah. you know people are doing comedy without you and i was like i'm very aware it's- <laughs> <laughs> that's been the consistent thing from the beginning <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. that happened even before the pandemic yes, yeah that, that seems to be the the thing well i mean i wonder i'm hoping that because the weather is getting better i mean i know like everyone obviously we're still in this we still have to socially distance wear masks and stuff but like i'm hoping since the temperatures are getting cooler, we'll start seeing more outdoor shows. Uh, you know, they're doing it in New York. They're doing it in Texas. Yeah. I think as long as it's outside in a big space, um, like, I, I think you can do it. You know, like, I don't know. That's Definitely. what I'm hoping for. To kind of. Well, a lot of clubs in New York are, like, already reopened. Not probably at limited capacity. Really? Um, but... I think in in Texas, I mean, since we lost Cap City, it's really look if you have a field, like if you're one of those guys who live maybe like east of 183 somewhere, it's like look, I have a field. I like I like comedy. I just want to you know put up a stage and bring bring people. Uh, I'm sure yeah. I'm sure they could do it right at like at Auditorium Shores. They could probably do this right. Well, I, I bet you even, well, there are like, I bet you there's even some businesses that, you know, maybe have like a big parking lot, like yep. business, like restaurants, right? Who mm-hmm. aren't, uh, obviously they need the business, you know, maybe they'd be open to something like that because people want something to do, but they want something to do that's safe. And so if you could provide entertainment in a space that's safe, you know. Here's an Why idea. not do it? Here's an idea. Whoever owns like take a, any shopping center and you where there's, I don't know, like Amy's ice cream and uh, a burger joint and another like a Starbucks and be like, okay, we need five businesses in this park and in, in this shopping center like to get together and put on a show. We have the parking lot. Right. Mm-hmm. And so all we need is infrastructure. And then look, we got a coffee guy and we have somebody for dessert. We have a restaurant and you can get their food. And then, yeah, you have a show in the parking lot. I've always wanted to do comedy outside of a Starbucks. I've always <laughs> done that. Hey, is, it might like, come down to that. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, you. you... Uh, well, I was going to say, even like uh, a high school football. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I need like, to go st- yeah. Field, you know, it's like that would be It'd fun be an and weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, a smaller version of that. Yeah. We're just like, oh, I backed out. <laughs> Westlake High School. <laughs> we have the room. Friday night. Lights. That is not yeah. lacking in in Texas. Not here. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There's plenty of outdoor space. I don't know. I'm. 
I'm slowly but surely hearing of more outdoor shows like kind of popping up. So hopefully, you know, hopefully there will be more. It's just about finding the space. This space yeah. is out there. If you're a comedy fan, you know, put your money where your mouth is if you have the money. And, yeah. you know, open up your mansion. If you're listening and you have, you have a big a, backyard. Yes, with a grill. Send me money. Yeah, <laughs> with a grill and then bring some, some food trucks and, you know, make a whole thing out of it. Don't charge. We got, exactly. we got no money. Pay the comedians, but don't charge. Yeah. You got enough money. At, the, at this at this point, honestly, like if someone gets in touch with me and they're like, hey, I have a show, I want you on it, and they say that they're going to pay me, it's like a bonus, but because I'm so desperate, I miss comedy so much, I'm just like, I just, I just want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't even ask, you know, I probably no. should, but I don't. It's yeah. going to come back, and when it comes back, it's going to be bigger than ever. Bigger than ever. Oh. I mean, people, yeah. the number of comics that actually thrived in this time. I mean, you look at Andrew Schultz, just the, like the prime example of this. Uh, Mark Norman, who's like, you know, he had a special out and then you're still going to, you know, go in middle of Central Park with a microphone and doing stand-up because it's like, I miss it so much. I got to do it. People are wearing masks, but fuck it. You know, when, when you're that passionate about it, you know, there's always ways. And if you, you know, if you keep, exercising that that muscle in it and you're funny fuck just do it nike mm-hmm. fucking do it and anyway, we've been talking for two hours already oh shit no it's all right God, it's only it's only felt like okay four. good <laughs> i just like to check in at the end of every conversation i'm in i'm like well is that okay with you <laughs> no, I, it was absolutely fine it was absolutely fine um you have your dope shit you want to share we'll do plugs right after that yeah, Ashley. What's your dope shit you want to share? Oh, dope shit. Um, Besides your boyfriend's uh, belt collection. <laughs> yeah, belt collection, <laughs> which I'm sure will be making appearances in my videos soon. Uh, no, I guess, so Hunter knows this, cause, and maybe you might know this too, uh, Box, because I uh, shared it on social media. But so weird, small world. I have actually been to Joe Rogan's house uh, that he bought here in Austin, obviously before he owned it. Oh. Um, this is, I'm just throwing this in there because I want to get booked on more shows. Um, oh, go ahead. And, but I've been, I guess that's like the dopest, like I've seen the bathrooms, uh, the backyard. <laughs> the bathrooms are always, I'm sorry, that's my thing in a house. That's always the first thing I look at in Judge is bathrooms. Uh, if you're going to be rich, you better have nice bathrooms. That makes sense. You know, otherwise I'm going to be like, where did you put all your money? Um, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm going to be like, wow, too bad. You spent all that money on this weird naked picture of this woman and your elevator instead of a good shower. Um, but yeah, no, it's, I guess that's the only dope thing that's happened to me. It's just a small world. I just, when I saw the picture, I was just like, holy shit, I've been to that house. Why anyway. were you there? Yeah. Were you a real estate agent that we you don't know about? Like, what's... No, I, um, it was uh, people that my boyfriend used to work for. They uh, moved there and had a July 4th party. So um... I was there for like a small july 4th gathering it was a beautiful house i was like the whole i look 
I get very uncomfortable around rich people. So <laughs> I will say things like, oh, is this real wood? Like I say stupid <laughs> shit like that <laughs> because I'm so uncomfortable. So I'm sure they were like, get her out of here. You didn't, uh, you didn't like do anything like Ashley was here, like W-U-Z, right? like Bunny does it. Look, if I would have known that Joe Rogan was going to buy that home, I would have easily in the master bed- bathroom on the toilet been like, Ashley Overton, here are my handles. Comedy. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> but, you know, I didn't know back then. I wish I did. Just start doing that in every bathroom you go to. No. There you go. Yeah. Never yeah. know. Never Even hotels. You never know who goes after you. Right. But then I'll get DM'd by a guy named Scott who's like, how do you start comedy? <laughs> Are those creepy? I, I've, I've been getting those. And I'm just responding. I'm like, yeah, here you go. And then you know, <laughs> just hope for a dick pic. Um, yeah, I guess my dope thing would be uh, I'm, I'm in this little indie movie called uh, Doug is a Goddamn Millionaire. And it's going to, I don't know when they're going to, we just kind of, finished shooting it we had to take the long break because of the pandemic and then we all had to get swabbed up our fucking into our brains to get tested uh so we could shoot the last scenes but yeah i'm in that uh and whenever that comes out or however it does um please god watch it and be nice because i'm not a good actor but i'm in it a decent amount so send it to seth rogan he lives here I'm gonna send it. <laughs> I'm gonna drop it off at Seth Rogen's house. What's the name of it? And if that doesn't work, get a TikTok. Yes. Get a TikTok. It's what? called Doug is a goddamn millionaire. All right, Doug is a goddamn millionaire. Um, my dope shit. I started. If you guys don't know that about me, is that I'm a big fan of anime. Uh, and there's one on Netflix that started called The Great Pretender. And if you're an anime fan, you're probably familiar with Cowboy Bebop. Uh, classic. You guys looking at me like this? I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I mean, nerd. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I was sure. not thinking that. No, it's all right. <laughs> um, so it's uh, same kind of style. Great soundtrack. The animation is dope. The the colors I think are are great. I like the the art style a lot. And so it's called The Great Pretender. It's about con artists. That's all I'll say. There's so many twists and all that. So stories are great. Characters are great. Check it out, The Great Pretender, on Netflix. All right. Well, this was dope. Thank you so much. Where can people find you on these social medias that you're supposed to stay away from because of that documentary? Drop that TikTok, girl. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Ashley's over it on both TikTok and Instagram. Uh (laughs) And she's not getting paid to say that. I'm not. Well contractually i can't tell you that but (laughs) (laughs) no but yeah those are those are the uh facebook is you know ashley overton normal so yeah sweet hunter uh i am on instagram hunter duncan comedy and uh i guess on twitter i'm hunt what am i hunt hunter hunter duncan Two one two. I don't You're know. You're confused Fuck because of that another dude. <laughs> Instagram. After Duncan one, I think something um, like that. Yeah, I think it's two one two because uh, you know used to live in New York and I gotta I gotta right. fucking 
yeah, I got to fake like I still live there. So, hey, maybe run there. You did in California. Hell yeah. All right. Well, as always, thank you so much for listening. Shout out to everybody who listened live. Shout out if that's your first time. Shout out if you've been a fan for a long time. Shout out. Thank you so much. Uh, follow the feedback wherever you listen to podcast, uh, including Spotify, by the way. I think Amazon got its own uh, uh, podcast thing. Now everybody's, everybody got a podcast now, which is great. Now there'll be more podcasters and listeners. This is awesome. Um, so yeah, follow the feedback wherever you listen to the podcast. Uh, we, we have a coming up. We're going to be talking about the local live music uh, scene and the struggle that they, they've been going through with this pandemic and it's nationwide really, but Austin specifically because, you know, it's supposed to be the capital world capital of music of the world, whatever. It's not really the case no more. Anyway, that's coming up uh, soon. Stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for listening. This is the feedback. Hunter, thank you. Ashley, wow. pleasure as always. Uh, go see uh, comedy. There's open mics. Go check it out. Uh, big, big shout out to everybody at Cap City Comedy. Uh, Margie, John, Sam, uh, Rich, Duncan, uh, rest in peace, Alex, uh, all the staff, everybody will miss y'all. Thanks so much for 35 years. And uh, we'll hope to see you soon. All right. Ciao, ciao, guys. We'll talk to you later.